0: Hello, dear readers. Today, we have a special treat for you. It's something a little different than our usual fare.
1: Carrie, be honest. Okay. Give it to me straight. Straight. Do you love a Lifetime movie?
2: Why, Quinn, of course I do. I do. I love
1: a Lifetime movie. They literally have everything I want. They have drama. They have scandal. They have twists. They have turns. I mean, what's not to love?
0: Well, Great, because you're actually in luck. Today, we are sharing an episode of our favorite Lifetime Movie podcast, aptly named, I Love a Lifetime Movie. And this episode features a crime story inspired by true events.
1: It's a case of deceit and lust and, well, listen, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but if you stick around until the very end, you'll get to hear an excellent interview with one of the actors from the show.
0: I'm excited. Without further ado, here is I Love a Lifetime Movie. A Lifetime Original Podcast. It sounds like something that you and I would come up with, like, off the cuff. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna touch your body, body, body. I'm gonna make you want it, want it, want. Like, I'm just, and, like, I'm
3: watching them, and I'm like, oh, Friday night. Okay, sidebar, how many people want Megan Gailey's R&B album? Because I do now, <laughs> based on what I just heard. Based on that couplet idea. did. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie.
0: I'm like, Green Bay's not even in the top three places in Wisconsin. Thank you, here all
3: night until I get sleepy.
0: That is such a bad, fake name. You know what he is? Clunky, but hunky. I'll take a lobster to go. I'll take a filet to go. I don't know her name, and I feel bad. Like, people in the Midwest love chopping wood.
4: (laughs) You know, I don't appreciate getting cold calls from your slip-up, Steve. If you want to be sloppy on your own time, then that's your problem. But do not get sloppy with my details. Don't call me. Uh, check, please.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. Because them's the facts. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Paragon, joined here by someone who keeps me going. Okay? On the darkest of days. Okay, my wife, Ayanna Van Zandt, Megan Gailey. <laughs> wow, honored. Very
0: honored. <laughs> Naomi, you're looking beautiful today.
3: That is so kind of you to notice that I did have an audition and therefore did put on my contact lenses. <laughs>
0: that's, that's, I mean, yeah, isn't it? That's It used to be we would just have makeup on. for daily interactions and it's like no not today I did take I was well you know I have a pair of LuLaRoe leggings Uh from uh that crazy documentary yes and so I was going to wear them today and I was like I you know I can't wear these out in public right now Like it's just (laughs) the it's too much and so I went to Trader Joe's Mm -hmm,
4: mm, I know you're a Trader Joe's
0: fan I'm a Trader Joe's fan if anything please sponsor us like I know they don't need the help (laughs) and if If anything, maybe less people should be going because the parking lot was absolutely obscene. But I go to Trader Joe's and I'm, you know, so excited. I love grocery shopping. It's a true passion of mine. (laughs) And I get in there, Naomi, the samples back whoa yes this is huge i this and so i of course got it i'm you i'm ai am ai was once as a child turned away at a sam's club for getting too many samples <laughs> so it's like i'm a sample gal through and through so i get the sample it was like it was like broccoli fries it's something uh, yeah. insane and yeah, then yeah. i go buying it bought it just because i was like happy to i was like chatting with the gal and it sent me on just such a like Cloud nine happiness. I made friends <laughs> with it. And I was acting <laughs> like I worked at Trader Joe's.
3: It was like you bought it so you could give them positive reinforcement. You were like, keep yes. the samples it coming. It worked.
0: Right. You want to worked. keep doing this
3: because yes. you can't come back and then like, you know, check it out. So you gave them what they needed to
0: keep the samples coming.
3: Yes. That is beautiful. Now, here's my question for you. How close is your home to your Trader Joe's?
0: So... My home two times ago, two times removed home, right. walking distance. Uh, the dream. Then my last home, four minutes. Okay. My home now, 14 minutes. <sighs> okay. Well, you know, 14 is not so bad. That's not so bad. It's, but it's not great because I love the ice cream treats mm-hmm. and 14 minutes, they melt. Right.
3: Right, 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 right. 14 minutes can be dicey. Can be dicey for some of your frozen needs.
0: And I had, I was parked in the spot where all the carts are. And then it was like the carts had gotten so far back that I had to like, my car was beeping at me. I'm like, I know. Now,
3: just, okay, of course you brought up my favorite thing. So I have so many questions. What time of day are you going to a TJ's? Because when you say the carts are lined up, this leads me to believe that you're going at peak time.
0: Unfortunately, what I forgot is that today is a holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. Naomi and I are recording this episode on Indigenous Peoples' Day. And so I had all my little errands I wanted to do, one of which was go to the post office, mm-hmm. and the post office closed and they don't even have a slot. No. So uh, this is after I had all, all met all my friends at Trader Joe's, uh, really connected, and then I go to the post office, motorcycle man, older <laughs> uh, older gentleman and myself, we're all like, "What the
3: heck?" Right. What right. The-
0: and no slot. I'm like, this, what, what do you?
3: What? what are we doing here? What are what is the
0: post office if not a place for me to just drop a letter? I'm in a real catastrophe on some high ticket item returns mm. that I was supposed to conduct that I didn't. Yeah. yeah. And I may have to start publicly dragging brands and I don't want to do this. <laughs> I I wrote an email that was like please I do want these shoes. I just need them a size up. I'm a new mother. Like <laughs> yes, I'm pulling out all the stops because I'm just like 14 days?
3: Right, right, it's insane. They do that on purpose. That's why I'm so wary about buying stuff online because unless I know that fit is going to be right, I know how I am. I'm not someone who goes to the post office. Like I ha- I will leave stuff sitting no. around for like okay? Me too. And so if you're telling me I have like 10, 14 days, I know I can't even take the risk. I know I can't even take the risk. Hey, but you know what Megan? Talk about taking risks
0: and me also being lazy. Oh, my gosh. And finance. I mean, I think my finances are in shambles. (coughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) High ticket (laughs)
3: items. High ticket (laughs) items is the name of the game with this movie. You guys, today we are talking about the Lifetime original, Swindler Seduction. Well, I mean, the title tells you everything you need to know. But why don't I give you a little bit more detail? When Louisa meets handsome investor Steve at a bar in Chicago, he seems like the perfect guy. But 48 blissful hours and countless lies later, Steve disappears, and Louisa realizes she's been swindled out of thousands of dollars. When she discovers he and his identical twin have been conning women for years, Louisa has to fight fire with fire to bring the crime duo down. Hadley, this stars Gabrielle Graham, our girl from Tempted by Danger, and. The inimitable, stunning, mm. gentle Colton mm. Haynes. I'm going wow. tell you that right now. All right? The layers. The layers. And later in the ep, we have Colton Haynes, who plays our swindler, stopping by to chat with us. Okay? And we have a lot of questions. So stick around, and we will get all the tea from Colton. So without further ado, let's get into it.
0: Okay. So the film opens and we've got camera footage and that's always kind of like a scary place. Yeah. A handheld moment, a, a Blair Witch, a
3: Blair Witch feel.
0: Oh yeah. And it, it was very Blair Witch, except for we're not in the woods. We're inside a yeah. home in Green Bay. A lot of <laughs> Green Bay. A lot of. I was like, I need more Green Bay Packers apparel everywhere <laughs> because it's like, I, I mean, have you ever traveled in the fall? People are decked out in sports gear. It, in the In the summer, everyone is traveling in American flag apparel. <laughs> in the fall, everyone's traveling in college football and football apparel. In the winter, we've got sweaters that we're doing. And then in, in the spring, we're back to American flags.
3: But this is the thing. They made Green Bay, Wisconsin feel not only multiracial, but very cosmopolitan. They really created a vibe. I was like, Green Bay? This is Vancouver if... Anything
0: That's I'm mean, like Green Bay's not even in the top three places in Wisconsin <laughs> that I'd like to go. And I say that as someone who loves cheese and football. Okay, so we we're inside of a woman's house. She's giving a testimonial to this Shaky Blair witch camera. So he just called again and said he's outside watching me. Um,
1: i I have the blinds closed, so he's totally bluffing. I don't even buy he's in
0: Green Bay. And then the phone rings. And then we get a creepy voice,
3: a man on the phone being like, I'm coming for you. You know, and he's like acting like he's watching her and she's like, leave me alone. Stop calling me. And then she freaks out. So, honey, that's how we start. Then we flash back to beloved Green Bay, our setting in 2013. Okay. So this is our setting. And this woman, the same woman from the beginning with the shaky camera, her name is Louisa. She is the beautiful black woman that you may know from Tempted by Danger. I like her mm-hmm. because she has both an island and a Canadian accent, and that's what I always remember about her. Wow. And she has a Colgate smile,
0: so I'm very into her. She's really beautiful, and she's she feels very like like real, yes, and and like. It's not too sugary sweet Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's just like, oh, this is a woman. Yes, 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 yes. And also I love her
3: outfits. I like the way she dresses in this movie.
0: They gave her some really cute pieces. I do too. I think this film is great. It's fun. I really loved it. And I watched this on a Friday while my baby slept and my husband was out and i had a night i really did and it also made me happy to have a husband <laughs> okay <laughs> if i can you know, be honest okay so louisa who <laughs> Nami was making fun of me i did not know her name until 45 minutes into the film even though it's everywhere all over the movie it's hysterical
3: because megan is like taking the notes you guys have the sausages made okay we take notes in the motion picture so the whole time like megan's writing your girl old girl I don't know her name, and I feel bad. Like the different things Megan is calling her instead of her name was so funny. And then finally, she's like, "Oh, her name's Louis Simon." Embarrassed.
0: <laughs> and I knew everyone else's name. Like I was like, Brooke, Steven, I know everyone's (laughs) name. This is just because I never take the notes because I was like, I'm pregnant. I can't type, you know, all my (laughs) dumbass excuses. So I'm finally doing something and I can't even do it right. Okay, so Louisa goes to pick up her work bestie who's also her like real life bestie.
3: Yeah, another gorgeous
0: relatable queen. Yes, Latina. Yeah, I
3: felt her character. I was like, oh, I, I was like, I get who she is. She felt like a real person and not just like the
0: friend. No, she is really the voice of the people. Yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes to pick up Brooke who's like in love and I, I, I can't tell if Alex is a boyfriend, fiance, husband, but she's in a long-term relationship. So right. Louisa has to like look on as they're like, oh, I love you. And, he, and like Alex is even sad Brooke is going on a work trip. Anyways, I know. They are going to Chicago. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And they're like, I can't wait for the hotel. And I'm like, gals, I don't know if you've traveled recently. <laughs> These hotels, they are pissing me off.
3: <laughs> wait, why they pissing you off, Megan? I felt this moment, again, was very relatable because that's all I ever love is a hotel. Like, give me a nice Airbnb that feels hotel-like or just like a very nice hotel. That's what I look forward to. No one is excited for a work trip for the work. You're like, where are they putting me up right. and how much good food can I put on their company card. But tell me what's going on. You tell me these
0: hotels are pissing you off. What's going on? Well, I have to remind myself that this was 2013. That's a different t- 2013. 2013, we were, were all good. different people. <laughs> we were all different God, people. can you imagine? There was light in my eyes in 2013. <laughs> I was eight versions ago. <laughs> so 2013, I think hotels were trying. Now, they go, nope. No room service because of COVID. I said, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> because of COVID, you should have room service. Exactly.
3: That's actually the only thing you should have. None of this, like, come meet us down by the buffet at 9 a.m. No. We're 20,000 grubby hands, including my own, are touching things. I say room service.
0: Like, the last few hotels I've been in, I've been very upset. And the thing is, I'm mad at Airbnbs, too. At some point, I'm just going to have to stay in my own house. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and I'll spend the money. I told you about when we, the last time I went to Chicago, we got a suite, quote unquote suite. It was one of those rooms. It was giant and not nice. Like, it was just like, we are a suite in size. So it was two bedrooms. It had multiple, it had three bathrooms. They okay. were all teeny tiny. Tiny.
3: That's also a lot of bathrooms. I mean, is this the full, is the full—is this the whole floor? The t- like the whole top floor? I don't know
0: what the hell was going on. There was a conference table in there. Wow! And then the, this is the penthouse. Guess what? The best bed in the penthouse suite was what—a Murphy bed. Shut your mouth! A Murphy bed? What is this? Nineteen fifty-two? <laughs> I was so upset, and the spring, so it was down. You couldn't even put it back up. It was just, da- it was just right. like a Murphy bed that was down because the springs were dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't bring me up a microwave. I was like, can I please have a microwave? I'm breastfeeding. I have to like clean bottles. I have to sanitize things. Wouldn't bring me a microwave. What? Because it was a fire hazard. And it's like, Chicago, that was the, the, the cow kicked the can. <laughs> I get you don't want to bring a microwave to everybody because they'll be drunk or they'll be doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah, Who knows? I am a Mother. <laughs> Honestly, you
3: becoming a mother might have been one of the most dangerous things to happen as a fir- as a in terms of white women with power. Okay? Because yes. you, first of all, Conrad is one and you're still calling him a newborn. I'm kidding, he's not one. But I do think you will probably hold on to newborn for like a good Absolutely. eleven months. Absolutely. Eleven months, he's a newborn.
0: <laughs> well, he's an infant, if anything. He's gonna be five, and I'm gonna be like, just had a baby <laughs> going through it, going through it, lactating. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate these hotels. And like I'll yell at I yelled at the hotel where my wedding was. <laughs> oh my god. When I got there. <laughs> oh yeah, I opened the weekend asking for the manager. Wow, Megan. And I had just had a spray tan and so I couldn't have washed it off yet, so I was in brown face. <laughs> Yell- yelling Christ. at a
3: general manager quite honestly that's pop springs in a nutshell a white woman yeah. in brown face yelling at a general manager yeah sounds perfect and i'm sure the manager was accustomed
0: oh he was oh yeah and he was not thrilled with me <laughs> and i he was like you know we really try our best to to do everything we can and, and i guess the famous quote i had was well you've missed your mark I just went off to my bridal suite like a psychopath. (laughs) Okay, so they're excited,
3: though. But here's the thing. I love for a work trip, all we see is them at a bar. Okay, so I don't even know if they've checked in. I don't know if there's a conference. They said, we are drinking. We've gotten in a night early.
0: They've got lanyards and they've got a tab. And that is real. That right. is very, like, whenever people are like, I'm open, you know, when you hear people are have open marriages, I'm like, oh, so you can have sex at work conferences. Right. That's the only reason I could imagine wanting to be open. I and I don't even go to work conferences. <laughs> Where am I going to have sex just for laughs? No, thank you. No, thank you, indeed. However, I will say, though, Brooke and
3: Louisa are sitting there kind of deciding what to order when we see Mm. this hottie McHottie come in, and he's got a cute kind of like, would you say the jacket is like kind of plaid? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of got, plaid sounds cheesy, but it's got like a kind of, that kind of lined pattern.
0: It's like a nice sport coat that's not like. Well fitted. And yeah, oh, no, he is so hot, Naomi. I was like, oh, Swindle me. I know. I know. This is,
3: we are talking about Colton Haynes. Okay. And you know Colton Henny. He was on Teen Wolf. He was on Arrow. He is just, and what's going to be great is, you know, Megan, I have worked with him. So we've connected. Yeah. We're now, we're now friends. Okay. We text. And that's one
0: of my greatest achievements. <laughs> I don't even know how you're, and Andy's okay with you being friends with this man. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think he'll allow it. All right. Okay. But, He basically goes to the bar. You see Colton's character. We don't know his name yet. But he goes to the bar and he orders champagne Mm. and has it sent over. Two flutes. (laughs) Two flutes to Louisa and Brooke. And he's like, you guys didn't know what to order. And you're like, (gasps) oh. Okay. okay, he is coming oh. out swinging. Because yeah. we can tell, too, by the way, they look. That's a nice bottle of champagne. You know what I mean?
0: And this bar is kind of swanky. Like, like it, yes. it was like not in a lounge in a cheesy way. Like, I was like, I want to go to this bar. Where is this? Like, I lived in Chicago. Where are we? Are we at the. Because I've been to the W. I've puked it in the lobby of the W. And this was not giving W five. Like, this was like very. Ooh, I liked it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be there. It was really hip and cool. And then, so the guy,
3: and then immediately, I loved it, though, because I feel like Louisa was all of us. Because Luisa took a look at him and said yes "Uh, hello
0: Uh uh-huh she was like i am in immediately so he says his name is steven johnson steve johnson and i'm like pick a better fake name (laughs) that is such a bad fake name i
3: know i thought steve johnson was way too generic and i was like steve in chicago i just said okay like it's funny it was his name that immediately tipped me off Again, knowing what the movie yeah. is about, right? But even if I just am watching it cold and I'm just watching, okay, Hawkeye. Hi, I'm
0: Steve Johnson. I, I go, I like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's the names that they put on credit cards and credit card commercials. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. And
3: the three of them end up talking and hanging out and Steve Johnson tells us he's an angel investor. And I know
0: what that is. I know what that is. It- <laughs> It means you're rich. Well, yes, of course. You give you give companies money and then you get a whole m- lot more back. This is what's crazy is sometimes, you know, uh, uh, on The Bachelor, I'm part of The Bachelor universe, mm-hmm. they'll say like what the people do. And so a lot, it's like, you know, DJ or <laughs> lawyer, whatever. And, and there will be venture capitalists on there and they usually don't get chosen. And I'm like, you're bad at being The Bachelor. <laughs> like, I'd be like, you're a venture capitalist. All right, final rose. We're good. Thank you're
3: you. Got- <laughs> Fast forward. Cut 10 episodes. We don't need to go through all these other people. I'm going to go with the guy who has multiple properties.
0: We're going to break up anyways. We're never going to get married. Can I just go with the venture capitalist for some fun, for right. some champagne? Right, right. Well,
3: especially, you know, look, Steve Johnson tells our gals that he sold a $10 million company. And he's like, I am celebrating tonight. But then he also mentions that he's a charity. So that way you like still think he's a good person. And it's just funny to me because I'm like, I'm sorry, it's 2022. A white man came up to me and said he was rich. I said, get, get the hell away from me. You're yeah. evil. You're nefarious. There's nothing about it, I trust.
0: But 2013.
3: You're right. Maybe there was like less. For- yeah, you're so right. Honestly, 2013 was a different time. It
0: totally what? Like, we were like, Obama, you know, <laughs> was he still president? Yes. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> is, that's the thing. I'm like, where were we? Was it Reagan? Who? Where am I? <laughs> so uh, when he says he sold a $10 million company that day, to me, that's a giant red flag.
3: Yes. Well, this is the thing throughout, though, because we're going to see it later. This is how you know Steve talking too much about his yeah. money. If yeah. there's one thing you know about rich people, they like to pretend to be poor. Okay, nobody will haggle over a bill like a rich person. Okay, rich yeah. people do not talk about their funds, and they constantly try not to spend their funds. So that's why I said, no, Steve,
0: this don't check out. And like, didn't you sign an NDA? Like, it just I like know. it was like, no, Ugh, you feel this feels very nouveau. This feels very nouveau. What is it? Wealth whispers, <laughs> like money screams and wealth whispers, and it's like he's screaming. <laughs> well. He really is screaming because then at the end of the night he's
3: all like
4: oh, I keep a crash pad on the Gold Coast for when I'm in town for work. Actually, yeah, you both are welcome to come back if if you want.
3: And Brooke, you know, who has a man who loves her, she's like, No, I'm going back to the hotel. I mean, yeah. I'm and, and then Luisa's like,
0: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go.
3: <laughs> and so they're all like ready to leave. And then they go to settle up the bill. The bill is $1,300. Okay, so again, this must have been some nice champagne and whatever else they got. Maybe some sliders. I hope at least a slider. <laughs> okay, the bar bill is $1,300 and Steve, he ain't got no wallet. He's like, oh no, where's my jacket? And he leaves his jacket. So of course when he goes to it, he's like, my
0: wallet's missing. My keys are missing. And so Louisa is like, I'll cover it. I thought it was gonna be more than that. I thought 1300 was like kind of reasonable. I'm not gonna spend that. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, <laughs> He was like a treat. He sets it up by like, "I'll get you whatever you want." Like I am Uh (laughs) crazy enough that when someone says that to me, I am like, "I'll take a lobster to go. I'll take a fillet to go. I'll take, you know, like I am like one everything." So I am like, they were going balls to the wall, if that's even a phrase that people use anymore. So when I saw thirteen hundred, I go, "Oh, okay, he got it pretty cheap." (laughs) <laughs> he, did, he but he's not paying for it now Naomi what are you doing in this situation
3: well that is a great great question you know and again I think this is why it's very important this movie tells us that it is 2013 because you know if it was now I'd be like pull out your Venmo we ain't playing no games right like there's no way I'm covering that on someone I don't know yeah even if you're cute and I planned to do what adults do have intercourse thank you I still wouldn't be, because now nah, that's a $1,300 night of intercourse, in which case I should have hired a professional so I could at least wow. guarantee my own satisfaction.
0: Do you understand what I'm saying? Who then you can ask to leave too. Absolutely. You know, and then you can sleep alone. Because So they were going to go to this penthouse and he doesn't have his keys, he doesn't have his phone, he doesn't have anything. And I'm like, if you have a penthouse on the Gold Coast, because he does drop the Gold Coast, there's a doorman and there are keys. Absolutely. They know who you are.
3: When you're operating yeah. at that level, You walk into your building and somebody know your full name. They bought
0: you a sandwich and a tea. People know who you are. There's no way. The reality is if you're rich, 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 you actually don't need a phone and wallet (laughs) because like, it's just, they'll figure it out. Like, that's why I was just like, oh, but, uh, uh, but I've done really dumb things for men that I liked, you know, like, it's like, I'm, I'm not trying to pass judgment. I'm more like Steve, you're clunky.
3: Well, exactly. I think he's very, very clunky, but obviously again,
0: you know what he is? clunky but hunky and that's the, but the hunky. I mean, wow. that's the name of the game and that's the name of the game of this movie and that'll get you far gets <laughs> gets him far enough cuz they go back to her hotel and i'm like god i want to know what hotel this is in chicago <laughs> and they get into the room and then they like immediately start hooking up there is this RB song that is so <laughs> funny
4: turn down the lights we gonna do it right i can do just what you want i and i and i will it's gonna be the night
0: like, it was truly making me die laughing. It sounds like something that you and I would come up with, like, off the cuff. Like, <laughs> I'm going to touch your body, body, body. I'm going to make you want it, want it, want. Like, I'm just, and like, I'm watching them and I'm like, oh, Friday night. Okay,
3: sidebar, how many people want Megan Gailey's R&B album? Because I do now, <laughs> based on what I just heard. Based on that couplet idea. did. <laughs> Girl,
0: I want your body, body, body. Oh my God, I was loving it. So they wake up in the next morning and they're like, you know, when you're all smiley, you got that sex glow, you're brushing your teeth like you mean it. And
3: they're all like touchy feely. And Uh, you know, the whole thing too, the other thing he does, which is very smart, like when you're fake, What is really smart to do is talk to everyone else about how real they are. And that's what you value, right? So the whole time he's like, you're not like the other girls. You're not like the women in L.A. I'm looking for something serious. Women just want my money. So he sets that up so well that it's like, you know, he's not about games when literally he is one big Walking con, you
0: know? When he said, you're real, you're not like the girls in L.A., if someone said that to me, i go, oh, I'm ugly. Like, that's (laughs) what I would, you know, like, I I once had an agent be like, you're just like, you know, you're just like a normal gal. And she was trying to be like, you are not the size that other people are. What? uh, That's what she was trying to say. This is a woman. And I'm like, I had like a croissant hanging out of my mouth like I was like "Ah, okay but she was like meant it as a compliment but I was like I'm insulted like if someone was like you're so LA I'd go thank you
3: (laughs) Megan I'll be the first right here right now to say you are so LA I will tell you Um, that right now no I'm not yes you are miss $1,300 ain't nothing
0: I just would have spent more if some random man said he was picking it up. I go, I would literally make friends. Like, that's what I would do. I go, he's buying. Get over (laughs) here. Who are you? I like your shirt. Come and drink on this tab. Like, that's just the type (laughs) of trash I am.
3: Oh my gosh. Well, Luis and Steve, they're all on each other. It's And honestly, they're a very cute couple. And like, I
0: stand You know what I mean? Like, before knowing he's evil. But this is at the work conference. They're at the breakfast in the hotel that the work conference is at. Oh my God, I didn't even think about
3: that. I just, I was just like, oh, hotel. But I was like, oh yeah, I guess your coworkers would be there. And they'd be watching. I mean, Brooke is there and Brooke is like, I don't know about no, him. <laughs> Brooke is annoyed. Brooke is, and, but you know, though, because I was like, you know, Brooke is grown. Because think about it. If you were out with your friend and then they just dropped you for some dude, you'd be like, what? But because it's a work conference and there's this whole thing established that Louisa is single and she needs to get with some Brooke and said, honey, have a night, bless. But then the next morning when they're all lovey-dovey at breakfast and then Louisa is like, you can borrow my car, Steve. You know, because Steve's like, oh, I need to get a ride to go get some keys. You know, he got a whole plan. He got a whole plan. Yeah, he's
0: like, I'd have to take an Uber here and then an, or an Uber there, and I don't have my wallet. It's like, wh- you've got who is your assistant?
3: On. He's very uh, chaotic.
0: Okay, listen to this. Oh. Okay, I know he's super cute, but you did just give your car to a total stranger.
1: A total stranger who had his hands all over me last night. Okay, <laughs> you just made $10 million. Doesn't mean he's not gonna steal your car.
0: Relatable. I was like, yes, Brooke, thank you. <laughs> yes, and I wanna pass judgment. I would I would let him borrow my car. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, wow. like, this movie really made me look inside of myself when <laughs> at, every, at all the turns where I was like Louisa why are you doing that and as you see I called her Liv here <laughs> I <thought> her name <laughs> maybe was Liv What? <laughs> I had to look inside myself and go Megan put yourself in Louisa's Green Bay pair of flats yep. and you'd be giving those car keys up
3: I guess I would be less likely to give the car keys and more like oh, no I guess you're right I guess you're right look you know what you know what you're right You're right. Because then he comes back. He's got the keys. He's like, we're going to go to like my country house or whatever. And then he starts talking about how he knows 50 Cent. And Steve is like, oh yeah, he's really nice. I have a picture. And then he's like, oh wait, no, I don't have a picture because I don't have my phone. And I just thought this was so, I mean, chef's kiss. Kudos to Steve. This entire story of him and 50 Cent being being friends. Yeah, You know? And then as they're driving, he's like, Oh, no, I have the wrong keys. These are the keys to the
0: beach house. So in the same breath, he's like, I know 50 cent. Oh, no, I have too many houses. <laughs> and here's what I thought about con men. It's like, aren't don't you have to be offering something? Like, you have to lure them in with something. At this point, Louisa has paid for every single thing. She is driving him. I'm like, why are we not flying private? Why is there not a right, helicopter? Right. What is going on? You've given nothing but right. at this point. Right. And we can get a lot of places.
3: I mean, I guess, I think that's the thing. And I think this is what's so tricky because, and this is why I think the casting is good with Colton because Colton's a hunk. So you're yeah. made, so I think to me, where it's like, you're right. It's like, you need to be bringing something to at least reel me in. And I think mm-hmm. what he brings is being cute so that women are immediately like, he's cute and he's nice. Okay. And they're willing to overlook it, I think.
0: Yeah, it's so wild too, because it's like, Broke hunks do great. You know, speaking of LA, it's like, I, I'm surprised I didn't marry 27 different broke hunks I loved. <laughs> that it's like, Steve, you don't even need to be rich. You're hot enough. You could get a ride to Green Bay based on your face. Right.
3: But here's my other thing about it too. You know, you say you didn't know her name. I'll be honest. I still don't know what Louisa does. Because my thing with this one, if you're going to be a hunky swindler, mm-hmm. you need to be going after rich women. And so to me, Louisa's like a woman, you know, she's got herself put together. She got a job, but she ain't rolling in it. So when you're looking for somebody to take advantage of, you just picked a girl who out here working at the work conference. Like she's not, you know, she's not running the company.
0: Very good point. Very good point. Maybe he thought she was pretty. Well, of course she's stunning. You know, like maybe, maybe he has these things where he's like, listen, sometimes I go for the old fuddy duddies that really got the deep pockets. Sometimes I throw myself a bone and I have a nice romp with a gal who's got a pretty face and a little bit of spare cash.
3: (laughs) So it's never, it's not really a long con, right? Like he was just like, oh, they're cute. There'll be a fun night is basically what you're saying. He's like, I need a place to stay in the hotel.
0: Right. I need to go to Green Bay. I got to get to Green Bay. I got Packers tickets. Okay. So once again, I call her Liv. Clearly not her name. They have sex again at her house because he has no home because he is a free litter. Right. He calls her cozy. I'm furious. As a person? He's like, you in this house are cozy. I said, honey, if a man called me cozy, I would die. I would die. At this moment in the film, I now realize her name is Louisa. So there we are, you guys. It took about <laughs> 20 minutes.
3: Okay. And then Megan was like, oh, the word they've been saying is her name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we are in Green Bay and we are axe throwing. Yes. Now, axe throwing is on the 2022 bingo card. Oh. Axe throwing is not on the 2013 bingo card. If you ask someone to go axe throwing in 2013, they're afraid. <laughs> they didn't have those pop-ups, but I know uh, if they were doing like, wine and paint.
3: But do you think axe throwing still wasn't happening even in the Midwest, where people might actually be, you know, chopping? It was not. You're right. I keep forgetting you're my entree into that world.
0: I always forget. You would do it outside. Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. You're correct. Like, people in the Midwest love chopping wood. (laughs) Oh, my God. My dad is obsessed with wood. My best friend, Lindsay, is obsessed with wood. Like, if you give someone an opportunity to chop wood or get chopped wood, they're chomping at the bit for
3: it. (laughs) They're chopping at the bit.
0: Thank exactly. you here
3: all night until I get sleepy, but the point is there. Throwing axes and having drinks, and it is a double date now. All right. So mm-hmm. again, because Steve has no keys, no one to be around him, I was like, "You don't have an Alfred." You know what I mean? Like all rich people, it's like, "Where's your?" As you said, "Where's your assistant? Where's your butler? Where's your person with yes. backups?" When you're that rich, you have people who have backups. But he got nobody, and he's like, "Oh, they're on vacation." The whole thing is like the housekeepers on vacation, the gardeners on vacation, so everyone's away, and he he
0: will not bother them. He doesn't want to bother them. Which is not how rich people are. Exactly. They don't even think it's bothering. They go, they would love to come back from their vacation. They go, I pay them. What's the problem?
3: And says, <laughs> uh, d- yet another sign. And then they're all hanging out and Steve, yet again, lets us know about his dear friend, 50 Cent. Listen to this.
4: Uh, so Louisa was telling me, you know, 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the same sailing club together. Which is how I ended up in Greece. Uh, some of the Onassis family, they're, um, they're trustees on my charity.
0: Wait, like Jackie Onassis? Well, her late
4: husband's cousins. They took me sailing, and then we ended up in a week on the awesome. Curtis' yacht. <laughs> yeah, he was interested in some investments I was making, and by the end of the weekend, he ended up pledging about $100,000 to my children's charity. That's Curtis'
3: He's like, me and Curtis. Curtis. But also, not just 50 Cent, he also j- name yeah. drops, like, an Onassis. He's name dropping, like, like all the people. But just in this conversation, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was with the Kennedys, and we were in Mykonos, and I was just like, it was just like a bunch of, like, rich person bingo words yeah. that you say, you yep. know? Yep. Yep. And then, yep. so, of course, Brooke and Alex are like, oh my God. Which is like, it's so funny because to me, it maybe it's just because I've lived in LA now for five years. If I heard someone say all that stuff, I would like my eyes would roll so far in the back of my head. It would just be like, okay, you don't protest too much. But then what happens? Steve's like, thank you guys so much for taking me in this weekend. So you know what? How about I buy you all sports (laughs)
0: scars? What? That is his thought for letting me hang out with you. It's too drastic. Give her for (laughs) $1,300. That's where we start. And then... Maybe we can get a shrimp cocktail (laughs) and then maybe you can rent us a house. Yeah. And but like, I'm going to buy all of you cars. So I was like, what? But then like it comes out in the details. He's like, they'll be ready in six weeks. And I'm like, oh, they're never getting those cars. Well,
3: exactly. I said, honey, he ain't going to be here in six weeks. So that's exactly.
0: And then he invites them to a Cubs exhibition game. And I go, "Okay, well, I can get everybody into that. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a reach. What are we talking about? But they're freaking out. They're like, oh, my
3: God. Really? Oh, my God. Let's pay for the tickets. And he's like, no, they're free. Whatever. I thought it was so funny that suddenly everybody was into the Cubs and the idea of an exhibition game. exhibition game? I don't know much about sports. So maybe that is impressive.
0: It's definitely not. And it made no sense because he was like, oh, yeah, it's for this charity thing because they're naming a hospital after me. No, no, no. He says... (laughs) I can't go to the oh, right game right,
3: right, because right. they're naming a hospital right, right, after right, me. Right, 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 and this is, again, Steve, um, real rich people don't talk about these things, okay? Yeah. And they don't hang out with people who aren't white unless those people are pro athletes. So nothing is making sense. Even the fact that he is engaging with Brooke and Alex and Louisa. I said, you're not a real rich person. Right. You're not a real rich person unless you're. this is like a slumming it weekend for you. This is not what wealthy, wealthy people do. Look, if anyone very wealthy is listening to this and you want to, like, prove us wrong, I'd be happy if you wrote me a check.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm like, send us money and then we'll read whatever you want on air. Sure, but it's
3: like, I don't think so. I don't think they do this. They don't talk about hospitals being named after them. They just write the checks
0: to the hospitals so their kids can get into med school at said hospital. And he, he is, like, a young man. It's like, that's not who we're naming hospitals after. It's like, old people, they've died... It, he, Okay, I know. I know. I know. Funny little tangent, but my dad used to work in Wisconsin. He used to have a crash pad in Wisconsin. Okay, Oshkosh. Oh, okay. oshkosh gosh, Tried to make us move there and my mom said, "No, thank you." So, he was up there and he was like golfing and there was I think two black men in the in the group behind him, you know, like in golf you go and like the, you're usually in a foursome, you're like a pair or a foursome or whatever. I think he was golfing alone. And so there were like two black men behind him and he's like you guys want to like play together and in his mind he's thinking black guys in wisconsin (laughs) and then guess what they played for the packers so you are correct Correct. naomi you are correct
3: yeah they're just not gonna be around here unless they have to be if they're if you black are you hanging out you on payroll okay it's not it's like literally a choice okay yeah you're not just doing that for the fun of it That's what I will say. I also am obsessed. Did they play with your dad? Oh yeah. Did they all play together and all hang out? Yeah.
0: Jeff. Oh Jeff. Yeah. Jeff makes friends wherever he goes. My uncle has a story like this too. Like it's like uh, once you get these men on a golf course and they're all best friends, it knows no color. You know. Right. 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 Well, that's well, sports. I will say. You know, I remember. You know, going to private
3: school, I was always jealous of the boys, the black boys, the Hispanic boys, because. It wasn't as hard for them to get in because it, because of sports, right? They all had sports. Mm-hmm. And even if they weren't good at sports, all the white boys thought they were. So it was like the entree into friendship, yeah. you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, I didn't have that with the girls. The way that, like, the, if you were a black boy and you walked in, people just automatically assumed you were cool. Mm-hmm. They automatically assumed you knew how to play a sport. Mm-hmm. And you could just, like, ride that out as long as you wanted.
0: You know what I mean? It, that worked for CJ, and he's not black. <laughs> <laughs> they said Filipino, close enough. Get in here.
3: <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs>
0: So that night, Luisa and Steve
3: are at Luisa's house again because he is homeless. And, and he's like, oh, I love it here. It's it's away from it all. It's good to be away from the hustle and bustle. And I'm like, this is Great Bay, Wisconsin. This is insane that you're even here. They're
0: going to order Chinese food. And then he's like, how about I pick up a bottle of champagne too? And she's like, hey, like, I don't have any, I, like, she didn't say. I'm not liquid at yeah, the Yeah, she's like, I need to sort of like wait for my next check. And he's like, Louisa, I can loan you money, and it's like, no, she does not need you to loan her money. She needs you to pay her back for the money you've stolen from her.
3: Exactly. I hated
0: his reaction.
3: I know, especially because I'm like in Green Bay. Thirteen hundred dollars is a full-on mortgage in 2013, too. (laughs) He exactly. i was like, you have a the money you took from her is very much a full month's wages. It's that's three months' rent. He took three months' rent. He took a damn security deposit. Thank you. And so then. Okay, she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Again, he's putting her on her heels. He's playing the game. He goes to pick up the food. And while he's off to pick up the food, we see what looks like Steve out to dinner with another woman, and he's wearing a tan suit. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait I was like, you went to get Chinese food yep. and they had time to go on a date? I go, is this Mrs. Doubtfire? What,
0: how are you doing all this stuff?
3: Thank you, it's crazy. And when he comes back to Luisa's house, you know, with the food, he's like, oh, sorry, it took so long. Yes. So I'm like, okay, did he just have a full-on meal? So that's like when it's like wild. And as they're cleaning up dinner, they're eating and he's all like, I'm not too good to load a dishwasher. Again, something a rich person would never say. And Louisa finally starts to ask some questions, and Steve gets very, very defensive. Why don't
4: you listen to this? Hold on. I I was under the impression that you invited me here.
1: I mean, obviously I invited you here. What the hell is
4: this about, Louisa? Huh? Uh, Have I done something wrong?
1: Of course not. I just, I, it was just something Brooke said. I just, I wanted to be sure.
4: That you wanted to be sure of what? Did I, did I pay you back?
1: No, I wanted to be sure you weren't using my money so you didn't have evidence on your own card. <sighs> I wanted to be sure you didn't have a wife and kid in your house upstate. I don't, wow. isn't that fair that I would ask that? You know, we hardly know each other.
4: Yeah, I really got this wrong. Steve, what are you? Trust works both ways, Louisa. And I obviously misjudged this. Look, like I'll find another ride upstate and I'll get a locksmith. And. Don't worry. I'll pay you back every single penny I owe you with interest.
0: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. Louisa's not worried that he's robbing her because that is kind of a crazy jump. She's worried that he's cheating and has a family, which is a less crazy jump for men.
3: Yes. Which is also funny because like when she brings it up, I was like, oh, right. That is actually much more likely. No, like, like, it yeah. never even occurred to me, but it was like. Yeah, you're like, oh, he just is like, he's staying someplace else and trying to keep this off the books, so to speak. Yeah, he can't have a paper trail. He can have a paper trail. And, and he is so good at turning it around. He is so good at making it. He's like, well, we need trust here. It's like, you are a full stranger
0: who so far has taken $1,300 from me. And her Saturn. And I guess you've returned it, but then you also said, can I ride in it to Green Bay? Exactly. So it's like, you barely returned it. Exactly, exactly. So then Steve, he leaves in a huff. Okay,
3: because she's not trusting him. And we see him on the sidewalk. He doesn't even make it very far. He just like goes to the edge of her property, makes a phone call, and we see him call the guy in the tan suit from before. You guys, Steve has an identical twin and his name is Mitch. 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 Steve and Mitch, they're such Midwestern names. And Colton is such a California hunk. Even though, FYI, you know he's like from Nebraska,
0: Colton? Oh, I knew that. That, they don't. They don't make men like that out here. That's, <laughs> ooh, that's some good high plains stuff. <laughs> So Mitch, the difference between Steve and Mitch is that Mitch's hair is slicked down and parted like Point Dexter, Like it's so, like it's not slicked down in like a cool Steven Seagal way, if that's even cool. <laughs> it's slicked down in like, I have cowlicks and I must put, like, it's so funny. So he has basically left Louisa because she doesn't quote unquote trust him, why would she? And he needs money and Mitch is like, Kick rocks, basically. <laughs> so then he, he hightails it back to Louisa and is like,
4: I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to lose my temper. It's, it's something I'm still working on. And it's probably the reason why I'm still single.
0: So we've seen a scam. We've seen a scam. He chews him up, spits him out, tries to get money from other places. I think he knew he was, he was like, I'm in Green Bay. I'm not going to find any other <laughs> gals with deep pockets here. Because you know the Packers are owned; they're the only sports franchise they don't have an owner. They're owned by the fans. They're really? owned by shareholders. So you can buy. We could buy part of the Packers. Wow. So he okay, can't. So co-op he can't, vibes. Real co-op vibes. Yes. He can't look up who's the daughter of the Packers right, owner right. and ding dong up in that neighborhood. And he probably knew that. He goes, "Oh no, I picked the one weird city that has no franchise owner." <laughs>
3: What's he gonna do? Well, it's funny to me because it's also just a moment where I felt like this little swindler, he wasn't ready to swindle a black woman because a black woman gonna ask you a couple basic questions. You know what I mean? Like, she was like, like, that to me is when Louisa was like, okay, do you have another family? Whereas, like, (laughs) that is much more the one. And he was just like, I'm leaving because he realized, "Uh uh-oh, I might have gotten with somebody who (laughs) is not gonna just, like, think I'm so cute. The sun shines out of my ass. Like, she was like, okay, what what are you doing? But, What am I saying? Louisa takes him back. He is so cute. He's cute as a button and they have sex. And then Steve says he's afraid of rejection, which is supposed to be like, ooh, look at me being vulnerable. And I'm like, I'm sorry. A fear of rejection is not a reveal. That is called being a human being. And I'm not impressed.
0: Okay. I love rejection. That's why I chose this career. No, everyone hates rejection. You're exactly right. So then he picks up her stuff. Baron is like, it's me or him. And he's kind of joking, but it also, and this is not necessary. We should not even be bringing this up, but it just was strange to me he throws the bear across the room and it's like if someone threw one of my Daisy Ducks or my Minions out the door.
3: Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm sorry. Did you say Minions? (laughs) Yes. Megan? Yes. Megan. Megan. No, no, no. I'm going to say it one more time. Megan. Yeah. Can you please tell me
0: why you have Minions paraphernalia? I find them to be our generation's greatest comedian. (laughs) They are a hoot. They get into trouble. They got hijinks. They're fun. They're adventurous. They're really cute. They make up their own language.
3: I need you to actually stop talking. I didn't think (laughs) that you would have reasons, and I'm not going to sit here and allow you to steal airtime by talking about how the Minions are great.
0: I have tons of Minions stuff. CJ and I had to get a babysitter so we could go see the new Minions film the night it opened. (laughs) Oh my God.
3: First of all, then Megan, will it please you to know that I did punch up on the Minions, the new (gasps) Minions? Then you did great work. (laughs) I don't think anything i said worked because i don't really know how to punch up a children's film like all my references are like for adults and i don't understand and then it was a period piece i was like 1970s i don't know what to tell you
0: yes oh my god no but they're adult oh no they're so funny <laughs> but i'm just saying if someone threw my bob across the room i'd say Keep my $1,300 and don't let the door hit you with it. The <laughs> Lord split you. Wow.
3: Okay. You heard it here first. Megan's line. If you want to get to her, if you want to make her freak out like a lifetime heroine, you take a minion. You yeah. take a minion. <laughs> well, the next morning, Louisa is driving Steve back to
0: Chicago. I had to look up how far this was. <laughs> From Green Bay to Chicago. They make it. Yes, I'm Googling. I CJ goes, what do you? I go, I need to look up Green Bay to Chicago. He goes, do you have a trip? I go, no. Swindler seduction. (laughs) They are making it seem like it's a little Um, down the road. Skipping a jump. Three and a half hours. So that's a seven hour round trip. Right, right. For him to get his right keys. No, where is your assistant? She drives into a
3: fancy high rise apartment. And while he goes inside, she gets a call from Brooke and Alex. And they're like, Hey, so there's no Steve Johnson associated with the charity he named. Also, the charity is called Inspire Kids. And I said, that's not real. <laughs> and so basically they discover, like, his business name doesn't exist. There is no Cubs exhibition game. And she gets mad. is like, stop it, guys. And so she gets up. She goes to the doorman who's standing in front of the building and is like, hey, I, you know, Steve Johnson. He just walked in here. And the doorman's like, there is no Steve Johnson. And she's like, What? And then he won't even let her into the building, which Mm-mm. is not how doormen work. No, I was like, especially not like, look, she's gorgeous. She's well-dressed. Yep. You would not let her in. You know no. what I mean? And so he's like, literally like, you can't go in there. I'm going to call the cops. And she's like, oh, okay. And so she like stumbles into the street. She's so stressed out. She almost gets hit by a car. And I'm thinking to myself, how honey, this is not how you go out. You do not go out trying to get into Steve Johnson's fake apartment.
0: Okay. And Steve Johnson is such a basic name that it's like, there probably is a Steve Johnson associated with Inspire Kids. And there probably is a Steve Johnson who lives in this high rise, or at least like a Steve Johnson maybe has been here at one point. Like, it's not like she's saying, like, the doorman would have to be like, let me check, you know, like he's definitively like, there has never been a Steve Johnson. And then there will never be a Steve Johnson. It's like, okay, that what? You're, he's like, he could be Steve Johnson. I know. Okay. So, Louisa is furious. Louisa and Brooke go to the Green Bay police. The cop is 14 and he is in a Halloween costume <laughs> cop outfit. And he is like fully mocking them. Like he's like, and then you bought champagne for- and then he got you cars. It's like, sir, if someone tried to have sex with you, you do whatever it took to make that <laughs> happen. So Louisa gets mad at herself, and she feels stupid, and I'm and I'm sad. I actually ended up feeling bad that I was like, why didn't you see these red flags? Because she is really hard on herself.
3: I know. She feels terrible. And now through this all, we get these little bits of Louisa in present day narrating this story. So we yes. know that in the present day, she's like, Steve was shady. I don't trust him. Like, we know she's on the other side but this flashback we see next it's widening a bit and now mm-hmm. we see she is sitting in front of a microphone yeah and that she's in a recording studio yeah and i said if she is doing a podcast so help me god this makes me angrier at her than for her falling for that idiot. okay yeah. i said if you out here doing a goddamn podcast you know what you didn't learn a damn lesson you didn't learn nothing about not being
0: swindled i say as i talk into my podcast microphone you a damn fool. And again, she's in a high level studio. And Naomi and I know that to not be true. <laughs> I am podcasting on a desk that is covered with my husband's. I mean, we've got, what do we have over here? We've got um, a Space Jam mug, doesn't even look like Michael <laughs> Jordan. Oh, Jesus. We've got countless empty LaCroix. We've got an empty. By golly, there's a drill. You know, so we are not... This is not professional, what we're doing. (laughs) Does this look professional to you? But okay,
3: clearly she's doing a podcast. I'm upset with her, but we're still in the motion picture. Get back. Luis is at home. She's depressed. Obviously, this man, basically at this point... Steve is in the wind, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course the Mm cop, she was just made fun of by a teenage cop. So she doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And then her mom shows up at her house and this is the realest black mother we have ever seen in lifetime. I was obsessed with her. I said, yes, this is real. Did you call Liz? And she is mad at her daughter. She's like, you ain't picking up the phone. Listen to this. Why haven't you been answering
1: your calls? Brooke told me you haven't been into work. Mom, I'm sick. She also told me what happened. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, honey, okay. The police don't even know where he is or care enough to find out. What, he just gets away with it? Well, I can't do anything. Are you sure about that? You are one of the most, get up, determined people I know, honey. You remember when you used to get mad at me when I would fall for some no-good loser? Tell me I was worth more and I should stand up for myself? Well, how can I stand up to a pack of lies?
0: Make a noise, honey. You don't want him to do this to anyone else, do you? Thank you. I knew you were going to love her. I was like, oh my God, this mama is so great. And this is just the beginning of the journey we get to go on with this mama. Exactly. Because let's say, honey, that
3: mother gets her started and... We get a whole new Louisa. Louisa mm-hmm. is like something, a switch flips. She starts typing up. She's on Gray's list. <laughs> just, I'm just not I on I list. I, di- I, I die. Know. But she makes a post basically warning women, warning people like there is a swindler out here. And then she starts going through her phone and she calls the car dealership. Because again, remember, he didn't have a phone. So all his machinations, he was using her phone until she bought him one. And so the car dealership's number is in her phone. And so she calls and is like, Hey, do you remember when I came in? And the guy was like, Yes, I do. All of his financial information was fake and I'm calling the cops. <laughs> and she goes, and she's like, Good. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And then she there's another number that he's called a few times. And so she calls that number and is like, Hey, do you know Steve Johnson? And that girl says, We need to talk. And <gasps> honey, you know when an unnamed woman tells you you need to talk, you about to get some tea. You need to talk. And listen to this.
0: You're not the first woman to call me about Steve.
4: I haven't seen him in two years. He calls, sometimes, to check on Amy. Never the same number twice. That's what he does,
1: lives up other people. Steals from them, you mean rips them off and lies to them? Are you okay with that? No. (laughs) But you still speak to him? I
4: I live in hope that he'll send some money, but he never does. So I drive a cab when Amy's sleeping.
1: Shania, I came all the way to Michigan for this. I need to know where he lives. I don't know, Okay. And even if I did, it wouldn't be the truth. Steve has always been a liar. I grew up in the same town as him and his brother. They're twins. You remember where they lived? Don't waste your time.
3: His folks hate him even more than I do. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, so Steve has a child and what well, we already know, but Louisa finds out, he does have an identical twin. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this though. What I found very interesting about this conversation is Louisa has a lot of attitude with Shania. Yeah. And it's like, you put up with this? And I'm like, Louisa, you spent $1,300 the night you met him. So don't act like you above Shania, okay? Shania at least knew him when he was a teen, before he started
0: swindling. And at first, I thought Shania was their sister because she's like, sometimes he calls to check in on the daughter, who I think her name was Amy. And I was like, oh yeah, it's his niece. I mean, you do need a cute. And then I'm like, wait, no, that's his kid. Oh my God. I was was gobsmacked. I know. I said, that don't impress me much. And on that, (laughs) let's take a break. Okay, we are back. Louisa has met Shania, Steve's mother of Amy, that Steve has fathered, we think. Steve's baby mama, Shania. Yes, Shania, not Twain. And Steve has a twin. And who? Okay, so Louisa goes to his parents' house. This felt very Ace Ventura, but like <laughs> dark <to laughs> You know, You know when in Ace Ventura, which I do know is transphobic, and I'm sorry to bring everyone back to the film, but he goes to the kicker's house, and the mom's like, look, little footballs and the mom's like kind of cuckoo because yeah, 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 the son yeah, ran yeah, away yeah, yeah. that was this mom this the mom i thought she was dead she's not dead she's sitting in the other room crying because she like loved steve so much and he turned out to be a psychopath and it's like well all right join the club
3: i mean yeah, yeah. that's why you have twins and he stole money from them and he, he stole, stole money, money he stole them. her money and so basically Luisa's is hearing all of this from steve and mitch's father and what we hear from the dad is that mitch is the good one he's the son mm-hmm. that they can trust he's the son he's he he doesn't live nearby, but he comes around a lot. So I also have to say what I love is they're in the dining room and there's a banquette on the side with pictures of the boys. And there is a stunning black and white headshot of Colton on mm. the banquette. And I said, thank you. I just thought it was so funny that – because I'm sure that happens, right, when you're doing a show and they have to, like, populate it with pictures of someone. They just go, yeah. give us pictures of you when you were younger. But one of the pictures is just like a perfectly beautiful headshot. And I said, Midwest's finest, Midwest's Mm -hmm. finest.
0: Okay, so Louisa is able to find Mitch's phone number. She sneaks around, finds it in the parents' address book. Because you know, Midwestern parents definitely have address books. They, They were in Michigan, by the way. So she calls Mitch and Mitch is like, I hate him. Don't call me. Why would you do this? I have no contact with him. Click. And then we pan out and we see Mitch is having dinner with...
3: Steve chills and he's a livid he's like do not get me involved in your little messes you know and then Mitch leaves like leaves him at the dinner table and so Steve pulls a forgot my wallet on the waiter but this time he says he's a city councilman (laughs) which is like
0: good I said this
3: is amazing so I was like also I was like I'm sorry to me city councilman is like a little too small and local because I'm like I'm just going to Google you and see if that was your face. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, and you'd be like, uh, if a city... I used to be a waitress and a bartender. If a city councilwoman or man walked out on the tab, I'd be like, find them. Like, they're not going to do anything to me. You know, like, I'm mad at you. You don't get any special privileges. I know. I'm a city (laughs) councilwoman. But then Louisa... Meanwhile,
3: Louisa's doing her research, honey. She's out here digging, and it turns out Type in, type in, type in, type in. Steve has a rap sheet a mile long. His real name is actually Steve Johnson, which is insane. Change your name. But when your name is that vague, when your name is that vague, he's like, I guess I'll write it out. Who's gonna know?
0: I just was like, oh, you're running the cons under your OG name? That's just that's not the con I would do. But- <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not a
3: con artist. I know. Exactly. You Maybe they know it's almost simpler. Keep, to keep the lie, the basic lies need to be simple so you can stack up the other ones on top. I think. I don't know. I don't have the energy to swindle.
0: So Louisa has not been going to work so she can do this. And Brooke's <laughs> like, Brooke's like, you need to take a break. You're going to get fired. And she's like, okay. So then we're back with Steve. Steve is telling a realtor, this like blonde. Selling oh, sunset energy. Selling sunset. Yes. Vibes. Yes. I was going to say toothpaste commercial gal, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. big old white smile, big barrel rolls. Yes. And so he's telling her that he needs a place, but if she can get him a hotel on the laptop, he'll bring her to this like event where Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are going to be. And at this point he's going by the name Anthony.
3: Okay. Well, this is the thing I didn't understand. Cause it was like, he was basically like looking at properties to buy, but he's like, I don't have a lot of time because I have to go to this fancy event with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. And so basically he's going to, she's agreeing to get him the hotel and the laptop so that he stays in town to continue to look at properties. I think Right. why a realtor would do this just because a guy knows some famous people is beyond me. And to which I now ask you, Megan, as someone who watches Selling Sunset, would they do this when trying to sell like a really expensive property?
0: They would. They would. And oh. not even a really expensive one. My brother's a realtor and I'm constantly telling him to stop doing things for his clients. I'm like, you don't need to be doing that for that person. Wait, Really? Like, what? I think, you know, it's just 100 percent commission based. So it's a I think it's an industry where you end up doing stuff that you're like, why am I doing this? But it's like you feel like you have to like for the for the paycheck. But Mm. if he is super rich, she would be running the financials on him. A lot of places on on Selling Sunset, especially if you even want to get a showing at one of these houses, they got to see your money up front. Like,
1: they they just need to see
0: the bank account because it'd be like, wouldn't it be fun for you and I to just go, yes, I'd like to see this $10 million house. Like, they would be showing people that couldn't afford the houses all day if they didn't run. But he's looking at this kind of like, it it doesn't look extravagant. I know we're in like a beach town. Right, it's beautiful. But it's not like a crazy mansion that maybe she did not run his financials. And also he walks up and she's like, yeah, like, <laughs> you're right. I told that you. face, get, face, that is his capital.
3: The face is his capital, Henny. And quite frankly, his face is all over Louisa's house because she has made a damn murder board. She is obsessed. She is putting the pieces together. She has bought string, okay? But then we also see, y'all, Louisa puking in the toilet. Not good, not honey, good. Henny, she's throwing up in the toilet. And I said, no, 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 I was just saying that out loud as I'm watching. Yes. No, I was like, oof, yeah. And what happens, honey? What happens? Louisa takes a pregnancy test and it's positive, okay? Now this murder board has stakes, okay? Suddenly she might have Swindler's baby, okay? And Louisa decides to call him. Because remember, he still got the phone she bought him. And listen to the savagery.
4: How the hell did you get this His number?
3: I bought
1: the phone, Einstein. You're not the only genius around.
4: Okay, uh, yeah, what do you want?
1: Actually, uh, I'm pregnant. So? I just thought you should know.
4: So at least my conscience is clear. Okay, well, i want to make one thing clear. I have uh, no interest in what you're selling. <gasps> wow. I believe ah. ah. He is evil. Evil. He is evil.
3: I said, I said, Colton. I said, Colton. I did text him and I said, how dare you swindle a black woman? You should have warned me. I'm not ready to see this. And then he sounds so
0: terrible on this phone call. I was like, you are evil. What I do love is that Louisa says, I'm going to have the baby. (laughs) And she's like... She says it feels like a parasite is growing inside of her. And I'm like, that's a lot to go through because she's like, she's making it seem like she's going to give it up for adoption. Right. I love the mom. Her mom's like, what about me? And I said, that is a true mom. (laughs) Like, listen, I know, I know you got fully swindled and you have a parasite baby growing inside of you from an evil con man. But I do want a grandchild. (laughs) Brooke says, listen, I'm moving to Arizona. I'm right. like, He's like, there couldn't be a worse time or place for you to be moving to Arizona.
3: I know. And also, worse time to bring it up. I'm like, you should have saved your Arizona reveal for, like, the next day. Okay? Because then Luisa's all like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then she's, like, literally at her lowest low and is fighting tears. And I'm like, Brooke, you are terrible at timing. But you know what? The timing gets worse and worse. Because next, you know, we cut to a very pregnant Louisa meeting with the realtor we saw earlier with quote-unquote Anthony, and the realtor, her name is Holly, she also got swindled, and we see a flashback to her and her time with Anthony, and this is, again, see, this is for me, These, this is when the lies start to fall apart, because Anthony says he was a stunt double for Matt Damon in Talented Mr. Ripley. He was his butt. He was his butt. That would have made him 57 years old. If you were in Talented Mr. Ripley, you gotta be 50 years old.
0: I loved even just hearing Talented Mr. Ripley. I go, this is fun. <laughs> At least in this swindling variation when he's Anthony, he is swindling other rich people. Like yes. Holly seems rich, yeah. but then also, he. so he's in a white turtleneck and he gets invited to Saint-Tropez. Saint-Tropez, that's very different than Green Bay. I think we can all admit that. Exactly. This is what we're talking about. Though This is the kind of
3: swindling you need to be doing. If you're gonna swindle, yes. swindle hard okay
0: okay so meanwhile back in green bay which we do love we're not we're not knocking it we're just saying it's not san tropez and i've never been to san tropez Probably never will go i'm from (laughs) damn indianapolis i'm from the green bay of indiana (laughs) louisa shows up at her mom's house and she goes i'm keeping the baby and i'm like what is happening
3: i can't i really really can't actually like to me this is the worst part of the
0: movie yeah well we're coming out. up on what I think is the worst part. So her mom is thrilled because she just wants a grandchild no matter what. She wants what. so bad. Okay, so Louisa starts blogging. I'm like, this isn't good. And the victims yeah. are coming. They're, like, she's, yeah, they're like, that happened to me. Yes, he did this to me. He did this to me. Yes. So Louisa has a very difficult birth. It is, uh, she, you know, they show her screaming in the hospital and they're like,
3: ugh. Yeah, and you like hear them talking about like, it's like emergency surgery. Like you get the sense that, okay, something's going on. But she does give birth to a son. She names him Hal. I said, what? Shallow
0: Hal. And, and <laughs> you know what? So. Anthony was the butt double in Shallow Hal, too. <laughs> little, known, little known fact. Big butt double. Little baby Hal is cute as a button, but
3: he is not the child no. of that black woman, and I need casting to take another pass. <laughs> Thank
0: okay. you for bringing that up, because I go, love Hal. He is not Steve and Louisa's child.
3: <laughs> exactly brooke comes to visit you know she's just thriving in arizona (laughs) and she comes back and they end up watching a news story about steve and louisa is featured in it he
4: poses as a rich young playboy or sometimes as a wealthy investor or even as a professor or a military man but detectives say that he pulls off such a convincing act that women trust him and they end up with broken hearts and empty bank accounts
3: Basically, Louisa, with all of the noise she's made, with the blogging, the posts, she has gotten people to care. She has gotten people to pay attention. And she's also gotten all these women to come together. And we also see that Steve is arrested. Yes. And you know why he finally gets arrested? He get arrested in Vermont for trying to swindle a damn restaurant. See, that's the thing. If you come after a business, they'll shut you down. A business ain't playing. You know, because you can't have sex with the whole business.
0: <laughs> and I've tried. You know what I'm I've tried. <laughs> okay, so... We also find out during this visit that Hal is developmentally delayed.
3: It was already so fraught, her decision to have this child and then to keep this child and raise him.
0: I'm like, and now Hal got a lot of delays. And she can't work. Like, it's like she, exactly. she ne- she's like, even with my mom's help and me working part-time, it like still wasn't enough.
3: And you see the scene with the doctor where the doctor's like, this is going to be hard. Do you have help? Oh, <laughs> like, there's not even this situation. It's like, the doctor's gonna be like, Okay, this is going to be a tough one. And you're like, oh, God, what does she need? But after this happens, okay, yes, despite Hal's difficulties, you know, he's a happy child and they are making a life, right? So you see that, like, she has this life. But then then Luis is like, you know what? I'm going to make a timeline of Steve's crimes. And that's what I felt like, ma'am, he is in jail and you have a child who needs a lot. I'm going to need you to actually stop with Mm. the Steve. You see what I'm saying? Because now that Steve in jail, I need her to actually... Take a beat and kind of step away from bringing him down in this manner because she has a lot. Pass the baton,
0: Holly. The baton. Holly seems like doesn't have a child. Go get her,
3: and maybe has some
0: spare time to to put yeah. towards these efforts. And I and could really give off some care and energy. That it's like maybe we pivot and this becomes sort of a Holly led right, situation. Right, right,
3: right, right. But, you know, Louisa says, nope, I'm going to do it. And when she starts making her timeline, she realizes, oh, there's no way both mm-hmm. of these things could have happened or something. So now she realizes twin brother Mitch, who says, I hate him. I never see him. Mitch is in on this, too. Okay. Okay. It's a family affair. Oh, my
0: God. We cut to Mitch, and he is scamming an older gal with the deep pockets, and oh, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. pretending to be French, which feels like something <laughs> difficult to put. Like, it's almost like he's like, you know what? I want an acting challenge this time. But he's <laughs> like, oh, how do you say in um, English? My name is Mike. And it was so <laughs> hilarious, Baldwin. It was so, I know. how do you say so hilarious. Mike? oh I loved it loved it <laughs> oh
3: god and then honey he has a he hooks up with this woman sir. and robs her blind. robs her doesn't swindle no swindle old school just straight up I'm gonna wait till you sleep steal from your purse and run out the room okay then we cut to Mitch visiting Steve in prison and he's got some words <laughs> for his brother listen to this
4: what did I tell you about cleaning up your messes you moron we're identical Mitch if I'm a moron then you're a moron we're the same. No, we are demonstrably not. You don't think things through, you don't cover your tracks, and you have zero imagination. You're half
0: the intellect that I am. Okay, I love this. So wow. it's like Mitch is actually the more evil one. Steve yes. is the dumb one, and Mitch with the parted <laughs> hair, he's the evil one. Okay. Exactly. So then Mitch is out, so he's he He's very upset with this Louisa stuff, and and he's like, right. "Steve, you were sloppy." So he poses as one of these victims that got swindled and is able to get Louisa's number and makes contact with her, threatens her, says he's going to take her son, and that calls her a gold-digging slut. Who? You don't have any gold. Exactly. I was like, the whole point, you're the
3: one digging for gold and you certainly the slut because you're sleeping with everybody and robbing them blind. So make it make sense. And then also, though, he insinuates that he is Hal's father because the question of, right, because once yeah. she realizes this is a twin job, she then wonders, like, well, who was I with all the mm-hmm. time, right? Because there are those moments where he's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm driving to Chicago. I'll be back. Okay, I'm gonna go get some Chinese food. I'll be back. And you just wonder, there? was there a switch? Was there a switch? And so then he kind of insinuates. And then we see the scene we saw in the beginning, which is Louisa, who has begun filming the harassment that Mitch is perpetrating because she's trying to get a paper trail. She's trying to get records. She's trying to say, look what this person is doing to me.
0: She's living in fear constantly, too. I mean, he won't stop calling her. and yes. he's-
3: also calling with the creepiest voice. Like, he's literally just trying to psychologically break her so that she stops pursuing this.
0: It goes so far. She leaves her house, and as she's leaving it, she, like, sees him. Like, he's standing outside her house, but then she's like, I don't know if I'm hallucinating these things because he's coming to me in nightmares. And she gets Hal out of there, and they go to her mom's house, which is the safest place for them. Right.
3: And so then we see Louisa. she She brings the evidence of her harassment to the police. And this time she even talking to a strong black woman detective. Mm-hmm. And even she said, I can't help you. I said, lifetime A Cap, honey, they really taking down the cops. You see, I thought after we saw the petulant child cop who made fun of her, that she was then going to meet with this other cop. And this woman was going to be like, yes, yes. That she was going to be like, okay, girl, you know what? Thanks for the paperwork. We're going to do this. And she was like, she goes, it's good you're keeping records. But we still cannot help you.
0: <laughs> so then the movie enters this sort of Ocean's Eight vibe yes. where we get all the swindled gals together and we've got a heist situation. So Louisa gets Shania, the mom, and she's a cab driver. She gets Holly, the realtor, and then the older rich lady, and they're going to bring Mitch down. So they send Holly in to trap Mitch. Yeah, a little honeypot action. Yeah, she's like, I'm rich and I got stood up. And so then. Okay, he's- well, you missed my favorite part,
3: which is when. Holly gets up to the bar and she goes white wine large. Yes, good. And girl. I just love the idea that you can order sizes of wine and it's Holly really telling us like I've had a day.
0: Yes, and and Mitch is like Me. so he says he's a professor and that he forgot his wallet and Holly literally has stacks of cash spilling out of her bag. Like it's like a little much. So then Shania picks him up. She's a cab driver. Brings him back to this really expensive house that is, I think, a real estate property. Yes, a show house that Holly's
3: got access to.
0: They get Mitch in there. There's cameras everywhere. But then things start to go wrong.
3: Well, Louisa's watching from a surveillance van. Louisa and Shania. But Mitch, you know, again, this is what you see. And again, right? Mitch is the smarter one. He's yeah. looking around while Holly goes, because their whole plan is that Holly's gonna go get drinks, and he, they hope to catch him in the act of stealing the money from her purse. Which, which I like, also thought, I go, honey, that's like, not really gonna get you jail time. That's like not enough.
0: No, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, that's not mm. enough. With these cops, they're gonna go. That's a good idea. <laughs> and so Mitch is walking around. And Mitch notices
3: a little tiny camera lens in a clock on a mantle, honey and he snaps. And see, I said, you know what, Mitch? He is the smart one, because if you're a real hustler, you know how to spot another hustle. So he's literally like, okay, where are these cameras? He sees cameras, he flips out. Louisa, who's trying to communicate with Holly through an earpiece and is like, get out of there. Louisa runs in and she's like, the cops are on their way. But Mitch breaks the lock on the door, because honey, he got other plans. Listen to this. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna wait for the police to come and arrest you, Louisa. What? Yeah, I mean, you lured me here under false pretenses. I don't know, maybe you were planning to make some sort of sex tape with me without my consent. I don't know. And when I found out your little perverted plan, uh, you locked me in. That's what I'm gonna tell them.
1: No one's gonna believe that.
4: We caught you on camera looking into the handbag. (sighs) uh... Do you even know what entrapment is, Louisa? Oh well, it makes a lot of sense that you don't know what that is because uh, you have an idiot son. So like mother, like son.
0: And I hate him. I I hate. Yeah, I want to kill him. Uh, I mean, he Mitch is true evil. Mitch is true evil. To go after Hal, I know you leave Hal out of this.
3: Can you believe? I mean, it's really. I mean, the man is. I mean, twisted. No regard for human life. No respect for anyone. He starts to choke her. She fights him off. She runs upstairs. Oh God, lifetime rule number 48. No running up, only run out. No, when I saw her go upstairs, I go, oh, just going to be upset. <sighs> Livid. Okay, I said, Louisa, you've been so smart. You've been really trying to prove you're smart after getting swindled, and now you're going back. Now you're regressing. And
0: we go from one lifetime hit to another because Mitch grabs a fire poker. Classic. Yes, and he comes after her. He breaks through the door that she has herself barricaded behind and he's got that fire poker and right as he's about to strike her and this may be a first the cops come in put
3: your hands behind your head they make it in time not after the fact excuse me where did you come from i said wow 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 i bet that show house is in a nice neighborhood (laughs) okay that's why they're on time they're coming they set a rich house down We're going to do it. And we learn in Luisa's voiceover, because remember, she is on a podcast. Okay. We learn Mitch gets six years in prison for that attack, for assault and false imprisonment, which I guess was when he locked them in the house. It is. And I just said, not enough time. Okay. Also, that fire poker, he destroyed that. I mean, he really
0: messed up that show house. Isn't that assault with a deadly weapon? Thank you.
3: So then we see that Luis is on this podcast. It's some famous podcast. I'm not even going to repeat the name
0: Kingston's call.
3: Convers- Don't say it. It's dumb.
0: <laughs> but when I heard the name, I go, like, Jamaica? But it wasn't I Jamaica. know,
3: but it was the woman's <laughs> last name.
0: Yeah. And then we
3: see there's, like, a shot in prison. Yeah. And it's, like, panning across prison bars. And we see a twin wearing headphones. And I thought that it meant he was listening to that episode of the podcast. But then also... I assumed the twin was Steve. Did you assume it was Steve or Mitch? I thought it was Steve. I thought it was Steve. Say, well, isn't that interesting though? That like, these are obviously an actor playing one person. And yet I was like, as soon as I thought I go, oh, Steve's the one Steve. listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah, because Colton's good. And because Steve is like the simpler one that he'd be like, I want to take a listen. You know, and Mitch <laughs> would be like, I hate podcasts.
3: <laughs> then we see Steve and Mitch fighting in prison and we learn that Steve got two more years added to his sentence for fighting with his brother. Which is what a dummy
0: would do. That's like such a, like, what what are you in for? I fought my brother. I'm like, what? <laughs> you fought your brother? Why didn't you just do that at your house? Oh
3: my God. Okay,
0: so they're going to be in. They're not going to be in long enough.
3: Not long enough because nothing's going to stop them because they have no skills besides swindling. It's not like they're going to
0: get a regular job and go on the straight and narrow. And then it is Hal's eighth birthday. And this is a real departure because usually Lifetime, it's like, a full film is 36 hours uh, right. like in, of in time that has passes. taken place. Yes. This film spans nine years and, and and it goes by in a blink of an eye.
3: I know, I know, I know. But Hal's eighth birthday is packed. It's yeah. It's in the house. It's homey. Even Brooke and Alex, they've come from Arizona to celebrate, and everyone's happy. And Louisa says in voiceover, she'll pick up where she left off when the twins get out of prison. And I just really felt like, no, Louisa, I'd like you to focus on the family. I'd like you to focus on yourself. I think she did her time. And as you said, pass the baton. They have hundreds of
0: victims. Somebody else got to be willing to start blogging. I just am worried they're going to come after her. Like that's so, Mitch is so crazy. I know. That it, it feels almost like a witness protection situation. The film does end on on that happy note. We want them to have more time. But then, oh my gosh, there's information at the end. And it says in 2022, victims across the U.S. reported losing a billion dollars, one billion dollars in romance scams. That is how serious and pervasive this is okay and it's mostly happening to women of
3: course of course and it's also just like when you go out with a guy honey you better leave before the check come that's what i decided let the check come and i'm gonna run right to the bathroom you know what i'm saying because that's what he did it's like just be gone if he says yeah. it's my treat i'm not saying you just do this or whoever you guys when the guy's like it's my treat i'm just like oh it's like okay i'm gonna go right over there and handle your business you ain't getting my credit card
0: you ain't getting a lick of all the things that we have to be afraid of as women. And now you add this because this is it's become so pervasive because of dating apps. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're meeting random people. Whereas I think in the past it was like, oh, this is a friend of a friend. We work together. We met at a bar. Like now it's like any old. I mean, we see it on. I see it on 90 Day Fiance oh It's God, like, all the time. It, it's just a lot of scams people and it, it, can't he just get a job i don't
3: understand <laughs> well also too especially because not just can you just get scamming is a hard full-time job that's what i'm saying the movement he, you have to like to keep going from person to person for him to literally never have a bed of his own do you know what i mean like he just literally has to find a way to get to a new city find someone rich then try to see if they'll let him stay with him for too much stay with them for the night it's like. It's so too much. much. It's too much. I said I had, it's like, at least scam one person and be with them for five years. I just, I like, can't be doing these like scam, to scam, to scam, to scam, scam.
0: It's too stressful. It's Get too too a job. Get a it's job. It's too
3: much. Oh my God. This one was a ride. At times a romp. Yeah. Certainly a fun one, but not for the people who actually lived through it.
0: And we do have to say, Hal seemed great. Like, I think how I think how was in a school, like, there were, you know, sometimes they cut to like birthday parties and it's just adults there, and it's like, well, they don't like that. There were other kids there. I thought it was really fun casting, good performances, really good quality. As you said, the outfits are good. Yeah, this is a fun one. This is a fun one.
3: Okay, now we have a real treat. We have a real treat for you because it's always big when we get a star, even bigger when we get one of the villains. And we have the swindler seducer himself, actor Colton Haynes, right here on the pod.
5: Welcome, Colton. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me.
3: Oh, thank you for being here.
5: Of course, I wouldn't miss it.
3: This movie was a wild ride. It was so fun. Megan and I were just like, what, Like we were screaming. We were very much screaming, mm-hmm. but also felt like Steve. I didn't trust Steve from the beginning. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and then you find out Steve is actually maybe the better. Like that. Once I met Mitch, I go. <laughs> Maybe I kind of like Steve. I mean, that's terrible.
5: Uh, both terrible <laughs> human beings.
0: Have you ever played evil, identical twins?
5: Not that I, remem- that I can recall. <laughs> um, I-, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have the opportunity again, but it was yeah. so... The fact that... So I originally thought that... I was like, okay, it'll be twins. It's two roles. And then finding out that they take on different cons, then I'm playing a, a French... Mathematics mm-hmm. teacher, and which was so which I sounded like Borat. <laughs> uh,
0: no, it was so good. How do you say I was calling it your Hilaria Bard- Baldwin moment? How do you oh, say God. I, uh, how regretful. do you say Mike? <laughs> <It> was... Mike, <laughs> say, um, Mike.
5: Yes, yeah, <laughs> was... Mi- Michelle, Michelle.
0: <laughs> um, uh,
3: Bora. But what attracted you to swindling twins, Steve and Mitch? Because, you know, obviously a script comes in, a role comes in. Was it because it was like kind of wild? We were like, all right, I'll play two crazy ass twins.
5: I, so it's always been like a bucket list thing to do. Because I mean, I've seen a handful of, of Lifetime movies and they're so, they're just, it's a ride. I mean, you know mm-hmm. that, that you're going to get a lot of drama and um i i was sitting with my friend Allie and one was one came on and then i was like i really want to do one of these that'd be so much fun and then the next week they sent me a script and i was <gasps> like someone is you, listening wow. i manifested it's Steve wow or i'm someone's watching me <laughs> right? which i think that you know besides my cat but um yeah but uh so whenever i read it i was like this will be really fun and and it, it, it's also i tend to always play like these kind of really dark characters and i was like there's like a hint, even though he's essentially lying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a hint of a nice character. So I was like, I'll kind mm-hmm. of get to play nice for a minute. So, yeah, it's kind of the best of the of both worlds.
0: Yeah, you are the romantic lead in it until you have yeah. one of the biggest heel turns I've ever seen. <laughs> now, are you walking around your house just being like, I'd love an Oscar? You
5: know, that, could you imagine? Yeah, um, I would love... No, mine's, mine's more like, I would love to... Um, you know, get my cat uh, a brother or sister without him trying to kill them. <laughs> Megan, Megan Colton has a
3: cat named Timothy Shalomiao. Okay, and oh, he wow. is
5: evil. He's evil. Uh, so I ran in. I ran into Naomi the other like a couple weeks ago, and I was doing like this dumb bit I always do about talking about how I want to leave a window open so my cat will run away. <laughs> he ran away. He ran away. <gasps> And he left for four days, four days. <gasps> that's so long. And then uh, three hours before I was supposed to fly out of town, he came home. So he like, <laughs> he uh. went on vacation, essentially. So anyway, but wow. know, yeah, that's, that's my cat.
0: Uh, that's not, that's actually shocking. I'm guessing you're in Los Angeles.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm in the valley.
0: These coyotes, right? these raccoons. like Oh, they
5: don't stand a chance against my cat. He's definitely running a couple like, you know, cat gangs around town
0: oh yeah, yeah he's, he's, left tw- he's, he's left bodies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's left bodies is your cat more of a steve or a mitch
5: oh he's he's both he's literally wow. just evil but at the same time like <laughs> i'm definitely louisa in the situation because i've <laughs> yeah. fallen like hook line and sinker for this mm-hmm. for both of these twins so yeah
0: we love gabrielle we have seen her in another film did you all, had you met before? Because you guys have romantic, sexual scenes together. Like, walk, walk us through it. Yeah, do you get to meet? Because Because we always,
3: we know that they shoot Lifetime movies, a uh, pretty short timeline. So like, is there time to get to know somebody or get a meal before you start rolling?
5: We pretty much, we met in the fitting. And then the next day we were, I think that was one of our big, there's kind of that opening. It feels like a five minute kind of love scene that was pretty much the first day and uh what? but we we got to go we had the fitting then we got to go to dinner with like a okay. big group of people but it was really it was really loud but we kind of just started joking with each other from the beginning and then that way those scenes are always kind of awkward in in the first place but especially when you know it was there was a lot of choreography involved in the in the scenes cuz we had like coordinators like intimacy mm-hmm. coordinators so okay. like there was a lot of that and it was just a lot of awkward things and it was just us laughing the whole time. And I can't, I, I make jokes too much and it's probably annoying, but it's t- to diffuse the situation. So yeah, we definitely were, were laughing the whole time.
3: Well, that's good. So you found that you had a, I mean, you pretty much established a rapport early on. They sort of threw you into the deep end. They are like, get in this bed, become lovers. And then you just kind of, and then after that, everything else was easy.
5: <laughs> and our birthdays were, uh, we both celebrated birthdays while we were filming. <gasps> And so yeah, both cancers and so we had that kind of that energy going and um and it was well uh, well her boyfriend actually was on set one of the first days and I was like um uh, this is oh. going to be awkward but he actually was like so cool but it was just yeah, we definitely got along really really quickly and um yeah, it was just a really really amazing experience. 3 weeks that felt like we just felt like we had that connection that we that you normally get after a season of a show. And I mm-hmm. think that that was Exciting to do something for three weeks and to have it feel like it's a full scale production, like that's wild to me.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, were you on location in Green Bay? I'm guessing not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: in Green Bay, we were. Uh, we were in Ottawa, which cool. there's not much, not much there. But I like that because I'm uh, about the most boring person that you'd ever meet. So I just walked around and did. I didn't have a lot of time because I was playing all these characters but, yeah. Uh, but it was super fun. <laughs> yeah it was it was beautiful there though
3: I have a question like a performance question how do you work on delineating the two characters for yourself you know what I mean like you know we've got Steve he is lead we see a little less of Mitch but certainly Mitch is he's terrifying like when Mitch does come into play it's very scary and so sort of what do you do for yourself? to? And I, again, obviously you're shooting them separately, but sort of what's the mind shift
5: you do? To be honest, it was. there were days where I would be like, oh, oh wait, shouldn't I be in Steve? It, w- it was happening so fast. And then there was a lot of times where it was like, okay, once I knew that the, the shellac and like the part, the part was there um, and like the glasses, sometimes I'd be like, okay, can I have my glasses in this scene? So I know that I'm Mitch. <laughs> um, but it was it was really just because um, I thought we were going to do something that was like a blonde wig or or something that was going to make it a lot different. But it makes so much sense that we didn't do that because then mm-hmm. you're confused whether or not, you know, which brother is this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so half the time I felt like I was like, oh, you, oh, now you, I'm going to do a French accent. OK, oh I'm going to do this. It was all over the place. And I just hoped that I just tried to play Mitch a little more menacing than steve because mm-hmm. if they're twins it's like i have friends who are twins they sound the same mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. kind of act at least i did my two of my friends who are identical twins so i didn't worry as much about that as long as i yeah. just had my unhinged unhinged moments but but gabrielle like she just elevated especially there's a scene towards the end at at the end of the movie that is really suspenseful and she just was like going for it and it she just made me able to really you know have fun and really go there.
3: Well, she has lifetime experience. That's the thing. It was good for you to be in your first movie with a lifetime. She's in the Lifetime Cinematic Universe.
5: Oh, I didn't realize she had done one before.
0: Yeah, we've covered another movie she did. And and speaking of, this was your first one. Are, are there going to be more Colton Lifetime joints to come?
5: I would absolutely love that. I think it was something that I had such an incredible time. And I know people like, you know, people say that, but for me, I just was, everyone treated me so nice. And like, I just would love to do more. And I think there's, it's, there's a big cliffhanger at the end. And so, Mm, yeah, and so I don't know. I, I think they're going to get out.
0: So I think there should be a Swindler Seduction sequel. I also think you've got a face for holiday movies. Mm. Like I see you walking Mm -hmm. through a, a tree farm. Yes. I see you with a, with a scarf. He was in a turtleneck. He was in a turtleneck in that one scene. And I said, okay, Christmas Colton. Christmas Colton. Yes. I, and, and, and I would love to be with you like Thanksgiving through Christmas. <laughs> so I think you've got holiday cheekbones. I appreciate it.
5: For the sake of employment, I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christmas is my favorite. I'm not the Grinch at all. Especially, I love christmas theme things um i would freaking love to do that so who do we like is anyone here on, Life, yeah, they're on here. lifetime yeah yeah, yeah yeah they're here they're, they're listening here. president yeah. the
3: president Yeah, they're listening
5: hey president of lifetime i'd love to do more <laughs> um you know if you want to you know i'm, I'm available well yeah i'm available closer to next year <laughs> okay so colton is
3: tech avail for canada starting top of 2023 mark your calendars
5: mm-hmm. But let's let's do it on the other side though. Let's maybe maybe for Christmas we'll do a Vancouver.
0: Vancouver, mm, yes, yes. So Naomi and I want to go. We want to be there on location, and we will be coming <laughs> live from the set of Colton's upcoming Christmas film because we want to go to Vancouver so badly.
5: So if you don't just get me in the movie, you get this is a package deal. You get all three <gasps> yes. of us. Wow. If I okay. get a movie, and we will film. There, it could be like a podcast sort of like Christmas where like we all have a podcast. So we're all starring in the movie together and we're doing, we're also doing this.
3: Okay, we love that. We love the layers of that. Now, I have a couple more hard hitting questions though. One of them being, have you ever been swindled by a lover or have you ever been the swindler?
5: How, when have I not been swindled by a lover? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, that's This is why, this is why I, I'm like, eternally single.
0: Can
3: you believe, Megan? Can you
0: believe this one's single? It's hard for hot people. It's just wild. It's wild. When in the notes, I go, I don't think I'm going to be able to look at Colton in the eyes when we interview him. <laughs> he's such a hunk. And now I'm hearing that you, you're you unlucky in love. What is this world?
5: No, I just don't. I For some reason, I, I had this, uh, this conversation with a friend the other day. I was like, they were basically trying to tell me that, oh, you don't mean that. You don't want to be in a relationship. And I was like, like, or no, do you want to be in a relationship? And I was like, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. And then they wouldn't leave me alone. And I was like, no, you're, you're codependent. I'm not codependent. Mm. And so, like, I, mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I am a better version of myself, not in a relationship. And I mm. just love... Having, I love being alone. I can go on Craigslist and look for all my free furniture that I look for every day.
3: Isn't that wholesome? I was very nervous what you were going to say you look for on Craigslist. Yeah, Thank I God like, it's furniture. What are we
0: getting on Craigslist?
5: <laughs> uh, for free. This whole like hutch back here, free. I dug it out of a, a, a bin in Tarzana. can't. Okay.
3: <laughs> Digging in a bin.
5: Yeah, I've been swindled. I've definitely, oh, I've definitely probably swindled. So it's just safe to say that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, safe to say that, That yeah, I'm doing good now, and I don't really want a relationship, so.
3: <laughs> and then I just have one plug, of course, as always. You've got a memoir out, Miss Memory Lane. Oh. And I said, you're putting your whole life out here. It's an honesty that Steve and Mitch could wow. never be capable of. Steve and Mitch could never. Can you... Tell us what it's lo- what it's been like right now that the book is out, and you have been very honest about your upbringing, your experience being a young what was it, Kansas to Hollywood? I think I said Nebraska at some point, but I think it's Kansas.
5: Same thing, pretty much. Yeah, Kansas. <laughs> and then I moved the first apartment that I lived in. I moved with my high school boyfriend to LA, and it was Judy Garland's apartment, her first apartment, one of her first apartments.
0: What? Yeah,
5: yeah. And so it's this like it's and it's all well documented. It's all Proof. Wow. There's proof online. But yeah, it's uh, it was I was like, I'm not in Kansas anymore, but I'm living in yeah. Judy Garland's apartment. This is weird. <laughs> But um, yeah, so no, but the book has been like it's been such an amazing experience because I it took me three and a half years to write it. And it wasn't this like, you know, what you hear on a lot of people's press tours. Like I went to my chalet in the Alps and I wrote on a typewriter and sipped cho- hot chocolate. It was not <laughs> a pleasant experience to write. But now that it's out there and to see the impact that it's that it's having, and also just to be able to really tell in very graphic detail my story, because oftentimes I don't feel like, yeah, I, I really don't get a lot of opportunities for people to actually listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And so I think that that was something where I was like, I have this opportunity now. And I just really went there. It's very, very, there's a lot of trigger warnings. It's very graphic, but it's something that's it's my soul. So,
3: yeah. No, but I mean, I don't know. It does, it does kind of in a weird way relate to me in that, you know, to be so honest. And then it's just funny that you are really good at playing these two little liars. And I mean, a lot of actors I know have said like when they play even a bad character, it's like they don't see the character as bad, right? Like they're like, well, I like I you don't go in going this guy's an asshole. You kind of, you know, excavate and try to figure out, oh, this is what this character is really about. But at the same time, Stephen Mitch are bad.
5: Yeah, I was like, I should, I should have done that. There definitely no. was no like, there was, there was no like Meisner Stanislavski <laughs> for me going into this. I was just like, he is evil, and that's what I'm gonna play. But I, I think I had a lot to pull from from like being in this industry. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, <sighs> I can just. Oh, I can emulate all of these people. Oh, this is easy. This happens to I me. I could be all my former time.
0: agent. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like. Yeah. I
5: was like, God, how many people have dropped me, or like, how many people have literally swindled me and you know then sued me? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wow. play all of these people. So yeah.
0: This is a town of swindlers, <laughs> and I'm. S- yeah, I'm so happy you were able to channel that. Lifetime really came around for you. <laughs> Colton, thank you so much. We loved the movie, loved you, you in it, and thank look you. forward to this upcoming Christmas joint that we have.
5: Please just let me know. I mean, we can all band together if they're trying Absolutely. to like, we can do a, you know, I just want to make sure we all get to do this together.
3: Good, we'll form a union. We'll form a union of the three of us. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so be on the lookout. If a guy says he's rich, ask to see Absolutely. the bank. Ask to see Absolutely. the bank account. <laughs> I think mean, that's fine. Or send him to us. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the digging. Send
3: us his account, his information. We'll
0: backtrace. My God, I would live to be a private eye. Next week, we're bringing you a lifetime premiere of the podcast Murders. A reclusive true crime podcast host tries to keep a low profile despite achieving massive success for her investigation of the serial killing case she calls the bombshell murders. But soon it becomes clear that with this bizarre case, her anonymity isn't the only thing being threatened. Wow. This movie premieres on October 23rd at 8 p.m. only on Lifetime. You guys, we'll see you next week. Don't get swindled. Bye.
3: I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where to... Amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime, and they get into the nitty-gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam.
0: This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by the Podglomerate.
3: Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by... Naomi and Megan, you should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the hosts, okay? I, I it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put
0: ourselves in the credits.
4: <laughs>